Hello, everybody. Welcome to When I'm High. This is the podcast that is all about what it's like to be high on cannabis, our favorite plant. Uh, so, as you probably noticed from the title of this episode, this we have a new guest. Hello, guest. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we have Crystal. So, Crystal is Natalie's co-host. Uh, you guys probably heard Nat's uh, episode from many weeks or months ago. I don't even remember when that was, probably. Um, but uh, you you guys are co-hosts. Uh, can you tell me a bit about uh, what your show is and, and why people should uh, go listen to it? Um, it's basically me and Nat, we just get high and then we talk about different stuff. A lot of it's really informational and like educational, but in a very stoner, tangenty way. <laughs> what? How do you decide what you're going to talk about? That is all Nat, man. She is the brains <laughs> of that operation. She knows she's just an intelligent person to start with. And then she just digs really deep and finds cool things to talk. She just tells me this is what we're doing. And then I go, okay. And I do research and she mm -hmm. does research and then we come together. Sometimes we'll work it around like holidays that might be happening. So like if, if there's a certain holiday coming, we might choose an episode based on that specific holiday. Maybe we'll do something stoner related to it or informational or whatever. Cool. So yeah, I was actually going to ask, uh, do you do you go into these episodes prepared or uh, you know, does she sort of throw you into the pit? But it sounds like you, you get to do at least a little preparation. We do. It's Honestly, it's really cool the way that we do it because it's like writing a research paper. Mm. So you kind of have your outline of things that you want to hit on the subject. And then you just write an essay about it. And then when just refresh yourself. And once the episode comes, we kind of know the points that we want to hit. And then we just kind of let conversation take us wherever we're going to go with it. <laughs> and, and then how does the cannabis affect it? Do you... Uh, do you feel like you get off on tangents a lot because of that? Man, I feel like a jackass most of the time recording <laughs> with Nat because I smoke flour and like Nat does edibles and stuff, but I think I'm definitely a heavier user. Like I get high a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there are times that I'm like, I don't know where we are. I don't, I lost <laughs> my train of thought. I don't know where my box is. She's really good at like reeling me back in. I'm the one. Mm -hmm. I just fucking wander so bad. <laughs> I think that's good for a uh, a, a co-host, you know. I, th I think you need you need both sides, right? I agree. That's why I like I proudly say that I am the sidekick. Like <laughs> I think I make a great sidekick in restaurants. Like I grew up in restaurants. I learned how to be the person that you need. That's what. <laughs> mm. So that's what's fun for it for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I do this. I, you know, I'm the only one hosting this, but I also have thought had that same thought where I think I would be a good sidekick. I think, you know, somebody else can sort of run the show and then I can just be there to like make jokes on occasion and, you know, come come at things from another angle that yeah. you might not come from. And yeah, I think I think I'm good at that. I agree. I agree. I think that's what makes good like entertainers. Yeah, because you're able to keep it going, you know, definitely, definitely. Um, so, uh, and, you know, this all leads to the question is, are you high right now? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got off work, man. I had to rush home. I'm a mom, too. So, like, my mm. kid's gone for the weekend. I rushed home. I did all the cleaning that I could possibly do. Smoked a quick bowl. And I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> 
Awesome. Yeah, I uh, we we had done a recording for my wife's podcast before this earlier today, and then I went for a quick walk and I showered, and you know now I'm ready for this. I'm all I'm all cleaned up because I was a little stinky. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> nice. It's a good day for a walk where I am. At least it's sunshiny. It's awesome. Yeah. What What's the temperature out there right now? It's got to be like fifty. Yeah. I'm in Chicago and yeah, it's 51 right now and sunny. And so, yeah, it's like it was we've had and I'm sure you've had to just crappy, crappy weather for a while. So this is beautiful. This is so beautiful. Like the amount of snow that we got where I was at was just like we had like three feet of snow on the ground a week ago and now everything's melted. And I'm like, you know what? All right, (laughs) I'll take it. I'm ready for spring. I totally agree. Uh, awesome. So um, obviously, we we are going to talk about all of your experiences with cannabis and and what it feels like. Uh, but we got to go back to the beginning. Um, what what was the first time like when you got high? Uh, who were you with? What were you doing? How old were you? All that stuff. I've honestly never been asked this question. What? <laughs> um, the first time that I got high, I was young. I was a teenager, and I was with my best friend and her older brother and we went up north to their family's cabin we were probably like 16 16 he was 17 a cabin and is a good place a cabin is a good place and it was like this weird <laughs> we had to like try to get the weed and i had to i like snuck my mom money i told my mom that amber <laughs> i told my mom that i borrowed this cd and that this girl really needed it back because we lived in different cities so my mom dropped off the CD, but in the case had the money for the weed. <laughs> and then Amber went and bought it and we took it to the cabin. And it was, I don't know. I don't remember it fondly, like the smoking part, the adventure around it. It was, mm. was the good part, but like being Well, that's what it's all first, about, right? Yeah. I think, I think if your first time is a good surrounding, it's, it's probably going to be a part of your life. <laughs> at some point so what was that like what why was the surrounding what what, like being with those people how was it different what did you guys do so we just went as far into the woods as we could possibly go and it was summer so it was nice out but there weren't a lot of bugs or anything and everything became brighter i remember that Mm. like greens were super green and I don't know. It was such a weird feeling because you're only 16 years old. Um, everything seemed really loud also, like the hmm. wind and trees. And I don't know. I wasn't paranoid or freaked out or anything. And I don't know. I've never been asked that question before. I feel so unprepared with this story. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about. It's asking people these, you know, seemingly easy, but also really, really hard questions, uh, especially when they're not prepared. Um, and yeah, I'm this high. Is a thing. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're high. Um, so, you know, you know, we might get some interesting answers from you because of that. Fantastic. Which is awesome. And you're, you're obviously not the first one to be high in this situation. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I, I And this all started just because I was curious about what is it like? What does it feel like? Uh, and trying to get people to put that into words is is really, really hard. So do you remember anything else about that first day and I, why it was fun? Be, it, that's why it was so fun, because it was so fun, where it was just everything was better. 
Mm. Colors were brighter. Sounds were louder. Things were funnier. Like, and it was just the three of us. And we were just out driving around in the backwoods in the middle of summer. Like how it was just freedom. And you just Mm. feel relaxed and euphoric. I hate that word because I feel like it's overused. But euphoric is definitely, I mean, that's why I smoke pot now for that that feeling of euphoricness. So, yeah. Well, and that's sometimes one of my questions is just why do you do this? You know, why does it become a regular thing? Right. It's uh, for so many reasons, dude. There's so many reasons. It can be a mood regulator for me, depending on what I eat or how little I smoke. Um, it can be used for recreational purposes of just finding things funnier. There was a night I ate, <laughs> I ate a gummy and it hit me like a wall, but I just giggled for like four hours. I just had the best night. I just giggled, just watched movies and like the freedom behind it. How do you not want to feel that again? You know, and you don't feel intoxicated as long as you don't take too much, mm-hmm. but it's so... With how stressful, especially in this day and age, with how stressful things are, it's such a, what's the word I'm looking for? It just makes me feel better (laughs) about the situation just for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still, I still can't find the word. Freedom is the closest I can get to the word I want to use. Maybe you'll, you'll come up with the the correct word later. And I have now have a cat in my face and, uh, that's that's going to be something I have to deal with for the next little bit. Super cute, though. <laughs> yes, yes. She's trying to find a, a comfortable place to sit, and I'm, you know, you, you'll find it. Don't worry. Just don't be all up in my face sometimes. Okay. Um, so, and, and anytime you come up with a good story from your past, obviously, that's related to cannabis, just go for it, because uh, those stories are really helpful. Okay. So how often uh, is this a thing? Is this a part of your life? Well, I am a bud tender, so Mm. I tend to smoke a little bit more than I used to. The bud tender tends to smoke bud? I I mean, (laughs) I gotta, because we have so many strains and I like to be able to tell people the truth. So like Mm -hmm. if somebody asks me, how is this? I don't want to say, I don't want to know how this is. You should buy it. So it's kind of an everyday thing for me, um, mostly morning and nighttime. It's nice on the weekends because I get to come home from work and I can smoke immediately. That's pretty neat. I like that a lot. <laughs> and it, it, like oh. during the week w- when you come home from work, is it not? Or do you only work on the weekends? Well, the thing is, is with my schedule, sometimes I work well in like till like nine o'clock at night because the dispensary is mm. open until nine. Mm-hmm. And in the mornings, it's more like I wake up at four in the morning because that's who I am as a person. So I wake up at four and I might do like a wake and bake and edit videos and have my me time before the whole rest of the house wakes up and whatever. So it's, I don't know. I don't know if I answered that question accurately. <laughs> so you you sometimes work until nine o'clock and then, you know, presumably you're still awake for a little bit, but then you get up at four? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, man. It kind of depends on it because... If I work until nine, I tend to stay up a little bit later. Yeah. But I still wake up by like six, five thirty or six on most nights, especially the nights that my daughter is home with us. It's like she goes to bed and I go to bed. So it's like eight thirty, nine o'clock and mommy's trying to read stories like and I'm right. ready. <laughs> 
you gotta get going. Yeah, that that's more about my life. I'm like in bed by nine most nights and I'm up at like five just because I like to get stuff done. Now, I'm not a morning person, but I just like to get stuff done on the earlier side. Yeah, that's what it's like. The, the sense of accomplishment that early in the morning of like, oh, mm-hmm. I have the whole rest of my day now. Yeah. And so um, so sometimes the first thing you do, you, you wake and bake. Um, what What is that? How does that affect your day? Does it help you to get going? Or like, I guess, what what's the reason for doing that for you? What's kind of funny is that I drink coffee every morning as well. <laughs> and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I drink too much coffee. So mm. if I have my coffee and then I also smoke a bowl, it kind of counteracts itself. So the coffee like wakes me up. But then if I smoke a bowl, it kind of brings me back down. So that way my anxiety doesn't spike. I don't feel like I'm running my ass off for the rest of the day because I will drink coffee well into the afternoon. Mm. (laughs) And then that can really affect you. So I don't know. I like to smoke in the morning to keep myself kind of level for a little while. And then, I mean, for me, it wears off within an hour, two tops. So. I'm sober before the sun is even rising most of the time. And then I get to do, you know, all the mom stuff (laughs) from there. You've already gotten caffeinated high and come down from it by the time everybody else is getting up. Isn't that a crazy timeline? Like, I don't know why I do it to myself. (laughs) Well, but I mean, is it, do do you find it beneficial? Is it helpful? I mean, sometimes, but the problem is that when I wake up, super early like that like yes the the house might get clean and everybody's good to go for the entire day but then once the whole family's home at night i'm the one falling asleep on the couch or i'm climbing in bed before you know she's even done brushing her teeth so mm. it can be bothersome to like the family dynamic it's kind of why i force myself to stay up late sometimes because you just gotta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you got stuff done on the earlier part of the day. So I, I'm guessing that sort of counteracts itself. But, uh, you know, is that something that you feel like you want to shift things to a, a later schedule then? I mean, I would like to be able to sleep in at some point. And that's the yeah. problem is that I don't set alarms. I just wake up. Oh. Yeah. I was a breakfast. I worked at a breakfast diner for a grand total of 11 years. Being up that early that often, I couldn't fucking do it while I worked there. You bet your ass I was late a lot of the time. But now that I don't work there anymore, I wake up at five in the morning like I'm ready to put on my apron and go to work. I'm like, Mm -hmm. great. This is, (laughs) I'm never going to get rid of this. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, you know, that's the fun part of getting older. You just, things start to happen and you have no control over it. Dude, I am not prepared for the whole getting older thing. Like, I'm not that old, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. Right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, our younger selves had no clue what (laughs) older life was going to be like. Oh, my God, I know. Um, So when you were working at this, would you say it was a diner or a restaurant? Yeah, it was like a Coney in like a little, I wouldn't say redneck town, but it's on the Uh redneck side. Okay. And (laughs) was, uh, was cannabis a part of your life during that time? No. Mm. Um, it was like towards the end. I was actually sober for, I think, six years. And then I was in, I was trying to get sober for like three years before I actually stayed sober. And I say trying sure. to get sober as if I had like a problem, but I would get like nine months and then I would smoke a joint. And then I would get like six months and I would have a drink. 
and I just couldn't get through it. But I wound up having all this time of sobriety. So when I came back into the whole cannabis thing. And why was there a specific reason why you were trying to get sober in the first place? Was it just overdoing it? I got into some trouble when I was a teenager and uh, it just carried over. And I think that if I had kept going down the path that I was on, that I definitely would have ended up. I was like in a rock band and we were doing small tours and drinking so much because that's what you do when you're 19 and you're in a band that's touring. And we just got so many dangerous and stupid decisions. And I just got into some trouble. And then I had to quit smoking pot. And that's kind of what put me over the edge is that when I got in trouble, I got into a, God, this is such a long story. I got into a car accident and they wound up giving me an OWI, mm-hmm. which is like operating while intoxicated, but it was because I had THC in my system. So then I had to quit smoking pot. Well, mm. now I have all this pot and alcohol around me because I'm in the band and now my drinking tripled. So, which is arguably like way worse, way worse, especially when you have alcoholism that runs on both sides of your family. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I quit. I joined like the 12 step program. I did the thing. It was amazing. Changed my life. Made me who I am. So glad it happened, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then um, went through a couple other life changes. It's been a decade. And I was like, you know what? I think I was just a stupid kid. Let me try. I was at an Incubus concert and it was getting a joint got passed around and that was the last time that i smoked pot was at an incubus concert and i was like fuck it so i hit it and it was amazing i was like yeah all right (laughs) i want to do this again (laughs) yeah this is the good part it was the alcohol that was really the problem the alcohol was a huge even now i'm like "Eh, i can have like drinks here or there but it's just Mm. not it's not even appetizing to me anymore like who wants to put poison in their body why don't do that yeah yeah well, and I'm guessing that you're not, you know, going around with a rock band on small tours f- co- uh, surrounded by alcohol all That's the time. That's also true. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. It's a bit easier to control it when it's not in your environment so much. Yeah, when like six people aren't buying you a shot when you get off stage. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're 19. Like, come on. <laughs> you, well, yeah. God. And so I was going to ask also then how did you and how and why did you get back into it? And you said, was it the Incubus concert that was the beginning of getting back into cannabis? Yeah, I went to a concert with my best friend and we were just having such a good time and it just happened to be there. And I was like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm in a safe spot. I'm here for like the next six hours. Why not? So I was going through some stuff like sure. family, emotionally, whatever. I was like, this is a perfect time. Freedom. And there it was freedom. So I did it. And I'm glad I did. Like, man, coming back into it 10 years after not doing it is like so much shit has changed mm. with marijuana. Like there are things that are mind blowing to me where I'm like, that looks like cocaine and that looks like meth. I don't think mm. you should do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I was not aware of all this stuff when I was younger. Like, you know, high school friends and, and people I knew were. And so I, you know, I wasn't privy to all of that at the time. But yeah, I mean, the the, the technology of how to get this stuff in you has changed right. so drastically just in like the last five or 10 years. Dude, so much. It's mind blowing to me where I still have not done a dab. I, mm-hmm. I'm like terrified to do a dab. And I think that if you're good with what you're doing, I don't know how much of a reason there is to do that. 
Right. That's the other thing is like, I don't want to blow my tolerance. I just rely on my yeah. other, my butt tender buddies where I'm like, what do you guys think? This guy's looking for wax. Like I'm good. I get high enough on flower edibles. Mm-hmm. I'm just now starting to kind of tinker in. They scare me too. <laughs> it, of the edibles? Yeah. 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 They freak. Oh, by the way, um, I live near a train track and there's definitely a train rolling by and you can probably hear it rumble a little bit. It's maybe very quiet, but hey, this is life. This is real, Uh, real life. I can't believe he hasn't blown his horn. Like that's, (laughs) you can hear that in the SNS podcast, I promise you, if you listen. Almost every episode for like four weeks, it was horrible. (laughs) Hey, that's cool. Um, so, So tell me about the edibles. Why do they freak you out a little bit? Oh man, so every time people would talk about edibles, they talk about like how fucked up they got and like I couldn't even get off the couch. And I'm like, I don't want to be that. If I wanted to feel that, I would drink. I don't mm-hmm. drink because of that. I don't like that feeling anymore. So it's it freaks me out because I know how quickly edibles can hit you. And I know that sometimes if they're not made correctly, you can get a lot more than your you're bargaining for and I don't mm-hmm. want that to happen like I like cannabis I like marijuana and I really don't want to have one of those shitty experiences that might put me off right. so I've just been extra extra cautious with my dosing and how I've been taking edibles and they just freak me out man I don't want to overdo it <laughs> yeah so like what 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 are you thinking about when you're careful about it like what? Um, like which ones have you tried? Like homemade ones or store bought ones? Both. I have tried both. Mm-hmm. So I've I made my own edibles, but I made it with a delta eight tincture, um, which I'm not even sure about. Hundred percent on delta eight yet, and the science behind it and the purposes and whatever. But those came out okay. I didn't really feel anything from those but they were only like five and 10 milligrams. So that's not really mm-hmm. a lot. And Delta eight is less intense than Delta nine anyway. Um, but with normal edibles, I've gotten myself up now that I can eat store-bought like gummies. I can eat about 10 milligrams and be high and be okay. Um, chocolate is for some reason, chocolate I can eat more of, I can eat like 15 milligrams of chocolate mm. and it's, or like cookies and not feel like I'm ripped out of my gourd. But for some reason, 10 milligrams of gummies, and I'm like, boosh. <laughs> I don't know what it is about gummies. Hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting how some people, you know, yeah, they say that the edibles just hit them so differently. And I don't think it's everybody. But um, so, do, like, how long does it usually take for one of them to hit you? Weirdly enough, it kind of depends on the day. I've had edibles that took up, it was like an hour and 25 minutes I waited once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wound up taking more and then it all hit me at once. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, <laughs> it wasn't too much, I, but I was really high. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to lay down because I don't want to get the spins. So I'm just going to go to bed. And I slept it off before it got bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I lose my boxes a lot. So you're going to have to bear with me. <laughs> I start to veer in my thought process. And then the box that I was in just disappears. And the reason I say that is because that just fucking happened and i don't know where i was going with that story the boxes in terms of like the conversation that you're yeah because i know i was talking about edibles in the yeah. one that i made <laughs> that's I don't right i'll try and keep you on track 
<laughs> now you see what Nat goes through sometimes when I'm like, wait, bring me fucking back. I'm I'm high. Sorry. Excuse me. This That's is why good. I don't do it all day, every day. <laughs> but, you know, I'm giving you permission to just let it go and to just go wherever the box takes you, whatever tangent you go on, just go. And if I'll just let you flow. And then if I need to bring you back, I'll bring you back. I like it. I like this very much. <laughs> and sometimes it might be jarring and you'll just go with it. <laughs> and that's how, yes, I'm okay with that. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we were talking about edibles and you said that uh, one time it took a really long time. Um, oh, yeah. Like what, do you remember like the <laughs> the quickest it's um, hit you? 15 minutes. Man, that's And crazy. that was a gummy where it was like, I thought, I thought it was going to get way more intense because it hit me so quickly. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you were not prepared for that. Yeah, and I was like, I'm about to be really high, but thank God it hit me and then it was just there. And ugh. Yeah. Thank you, universe, for that. But normally, I would say, like, on average, it can take between, like, 20 to 45 minutes. That's kind of what I'm used to experiencing. Yeah. And and that's what they say, you know, just to give you the the full warning. They say, like, make sure you wait 20 minutes to two hours. Exactly. Anywhere in there, it's probably going to hit you. I know, like, the science behind it is you can't find it. And you can't just look at it and go, oh, it's only going to take 20 minutes to take effect because right. it depends on our bodies. And one of the things I was doing research on at one point was like, if you eat before the edible, it's actually better for you because then it like digests together and it's a, a smoother high the way that it processes and like digests in you. Mm-hmm. But if you eat an edible and then you eat food on top of it, it like pushes it into your system and it's going to hit you like a fucking brick and that's not going to feel good. And I was like, I learned all that stuff because I'm cautious with edibles. And so far, the advice has done me good. I've tried to follow the advice every time I've eaten edibles just to ensure a safe experience. I guess. Yeah. So so if you want it to hit you harder and quicker, have it and then eat some food afterwards. But if yeah. you want it to hit you a little bit slower and smoother and probably feel a bit better uh, and maybe not get quite as high, eat some food first and then have the edible after that. Correct. Good Correct. to know for everybody listening. And hopefully, you know, that's how your body works and it helps you and doesn't yeah. hurt you because really, honestly, who knows? <laughs> well, yeah. And like you said, edibles are so complicated. It mm-hmm. depends on so many different fucking factors. Exactly. It's really hard to predict. So you just have to, you have to experiment and you have to experiment in a smart way where you mm-hmm. start low and wait and wait and wait and, you know, wait maybe the full two hours to see if something happens before right. you take another one. Like learning your dosage for edibles is a tedious, such a time consuming process if you do it correctly. But once you find like your perfect milligram, oh my God. Like, yeah. I know that I can eat five milligrams of chocolate every two and a half hours and feel fan fucking tastic all day. I just don't have the money to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then your tolerance is just going to go up if you do that so often. And then you're just, then you're, you're using more of the product and spending more money and Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so what about tolerance breaks? Do you do those? I haven't had to do a tolerance break just yet. I've been, honestly, I've been considering it the last couple days, mostly because my fiance man was like you've been smoking a little more weed lately i'm like the world is fucking burning lately have you noticed (laughs) like of course i'm smoking more marijuana (laughs) but he is 
right. I have been smoking more. So I've been trying not to wake and bake and I've been trying not to smoke before I go to bed. So I just kind of partake during the day when I can. I might take, you know, microdose with like five milligrams here or there, but mm-hmm. no more no more pre-rolls from work, which is kind of a bummer. I only mm. buy little bulk grams now to break up. <laughs> do you do you, have you noticed a change in uh, you know, lessening your usage? Um no. I'm really thinking about that because I haven't been able to write anything down yet today. I don't think mm. that I have. Well, maybe it's not enough. You haven't changed it enough to really feel a difference. I was thinking that. And also, I don't think I smoke enough to where taking a tolerance break is going to make a huge difference in me. Because mm-hmm. e- when I say I smoke like a couple times a day, I'm talking like three hits. That's what I smoke. Right. It's like three hits. And then I'm done. So all of my bud tender buddies make fun of me because I just bought three grams today. And it'll last me probably the next month, yeah. maybe five weeks if I'm lucky. And <laughs> these guys are going through like ounces in a month, like, oh, yeah, yeah. if not more, you know. Right. So you're already uh, on the low side anyway. Yeah. But it sounds like you deal, even though you don't wake and bake as often or smoke before bed as often, uh, it's still every day. Yeah, it is still every day. Mm-hmm. Um I think there was once maybe last week or something that I might not have gotten to it because I was busy. <laughs> but for the most part, there's there's always a 10 second span where I can run outside and I can hit a bowl, mm-hmm. whether it's early in the morning or if it's like right after bedtime. It's I have convenient weekends because I have a great relationship with my ex-husband and we rotate weekends with my daughter. So like... I'm getting picture messages from them right now, but I have my weekends to myself and it's super healthy for me and her and him and everybody. And it's like, just like today I got home and I was like, I'm going to take four hits before the podcast instead of three. (laughs) I'm feeling good. I'm feeling so good. I'm coming down a little bit now though. So that's good. (laughs) Sure. Not, not, not too off the wall. Correct. Um, uh, yeah, so it, yeah, it's good that you all get your sort of alone time on the weekend that you desperately need. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, um, yes. <laughs> has anybody ever described to you what you are like when you're high? No. Maybe not in a long time. Right. Yeah, I like to ask that because I'm just curious. You know, sometimes it happens, but not not usually. Not in a nice way, at least. Like, mm. again, the people that I do partake in marijuana, some of them would say that I'm probably squinty because mm. I like my eyes. If you look at pictures of me, when I smile anyway, like in real life, my I have like a lot of skin on my eyelids. So my eyes are kind of like squinted and you can't really see them, mm. like the pupil. <laughs> and then I get high and it just looks like my eyes are fucking closed. <laughs> like I'm sleepwalking. You can't even see the whites of my eye. Um, I've had people comment on that. But other than that, not the way that I act or anything, no. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I- I've spoken to a couple of people in-, in my past recordings where they were sober for the beginning and then they got high and it was very noticeable how different they were. <laughs> um, but because for most of the people who I've spoken with specifically recording for the podcast, I, A, don't know the people ahead of time, and B, they're high before they even get on. And right. so I, you know, I, I definitely don't know what you're like when you're not high. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just, just curious. Um, I like to hear what people have to say. It's like, oh, yeah, they told me. Like somebody said, oh, you're, you're really gauzy. I remember somebody said gauzy. that. And I thought, yeah, that was one of my <laughs> past interviews. I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, let's see. So l- l- we're going to get into some more specifics now. Um, and the first one is, what is your level of focus like when you get high? It's pretty intense. My level of focus. Yeah. I have a pretty intense level of focus. Like I can hone in on stuff and that's what I'm doing for the next 10 minutes or whatever. Like great for cleaning, Mm -hmm. great for focusing on anything you need to get done. If, I don't know, if you're in the right mind frame, I think. I think if you're not in the right mindset to have motivation, it's not going to work like that. Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes do that on purpose? Do you say, I got to do this thing, so I'm going to get high and focus on it? Oh, God, yeah. Like what? Oh, my God. Um, coloring, mm. video games, uh, playing music, hanging out with certain people. Like if I know I'm going to see a certain person, I'm like, I got to get high first. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that could go a, a few different ways. Like I need to be high to deal with them or I need to be high because we have so much more fun when we're high. Both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. Uh, <laughs> What are what are video games like? Like well, like what do you play and then why are they different when you're high? Okay, so I'm not good at like actual video games that people play nowadays like Call of Duty and right. whatever else these kids are into. I play stuff like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and Super Mario. Are we just broke, but we would play Super Mario Bros on Wii and we would yeah. play uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> M- more old school games. Yeah, I hate that they're called old school because know, like right? that's what I grew up on. Like I had a Nintendo. Fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, so so like uh like uh, Mario Kart. What is that like when you're high? Mario Kart is super intense because I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm fucking good at it. So <laughs> oh. I am. I'm fucking good Throw at down. it. But the problem is, is that my fiance is also good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I have to be high. Because it makes it more fun. Because I would kill him otherwise. We kick the shit out of each other in this game. It gets so intense. Jumping, screaming. Not as, not like we're going to wake the neighbors crazy. Uh-huh. But enough to where it's like, I feel like we're children again. I really feel like we're nine years old. And <laughs> we're having a sleepover. That's how playing Mario Kart High makes me feel. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. Uh, yeah, I think anytime you can bring some childlike wonder into your life, I, I think that's the best. I agree. And and so I'm guessing then you, you're just super focused on whatever's happening when you're high and playing. Oh, I think it, yeah. And there is absolutely a point where I become too high to play because then I start fucking things up. Just left and right. I can't drift right. Those are the moments that like you get hit with a green shell and then you get a red shell and now uh, you're yeah. getting bumped off the edge. It's just I'm like I'm now I'm too high and I can't do this. It takes you out of the zone. Yeah. That game yeah. can piss you off. <laughs> well, as sober or high it can piss you off. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and then like, what about your sense of time? This this can sort of go hand in hand with focus. What's your sense of time like when you get high? And how is that different from being sober? I think it varies sometimes for me. There are times when I'm high that I feel like it's only been 30 seconds. And I look up and it's actually been four minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Like, now I'm running late all of a sudden. I'm like, how did that happen? But then... 
there was even in a video a couple of weeks back, there was a point that at the end of the video, I even said, I'm like, I feel like minutes have gone by and it's only been 40 seconds because I could see mm. the recording clock. I'm like, how has it only been 40 fucking seconds? I feel like I've been rambling for like right now. I feel like I've been talking for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I know how you feel. But you haven't. I mean, it's literally been seconds. So, yeah. It, that's that's the that's the funny thing about that. Um, well, okay. So you mentioned coloring. Uh, yes. A, what what are you coloring? What is coloring like when you're high? And is that one of those things that uh, you can lose time in? Yes, hundred um, percent. Edibles are amazing for coloring. I feel like with edibles, I can just like melt into whatever I'm coloring. I like to use Prisma colored pencils. Mm -hmm. because they are soft and like the texture is appealing I guess is the word I want to use so when you're high like you don't want stupid noises or textures like everything's Mm -hmm. more intense you know so like a soft colored pencil and they make adult coloring books so I have I have a couple of those that I color in (laughs) well which ones are they I've seen a few Mine are mostly animals. One of them is like a Harry Potter, a very detailed Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I don't know, castles and the characters and whatever. It was originally my daughter's and she got out of the Harry Potter. She's like, I don't like Harry Potter anymore. Now it's Pokemon. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to color in this coloring book. (laughs) This is fucking rad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then like the animal ones, are those also like the really intricate detailed ones super intricate and sometimes it's too much i don't want a hundred little bubbles to fill in sometimes that's just no like i just want to color and have a good time but there's a lot of variety in the coloring books so it's like you can just kind of pick and choose whatever you're into in that moment yeah yeah i uh we actually have a few of these coloring books um like i've seen Shit's Creek coloring books and huh. swearing coloring books. Swearing um, ones, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and they're all super. I was like, man, the coloring books from when I was a kid, they have really changed. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, the, I, it's like a perfect thing for me because I I come from this very creative artsy family, and I am to an extent very artsy and creative. But I always had a hard time coming up with, you know, what am I going to draw? But with the coloring yeah. book, it's right there for you. You just have to fill in the colors, yeah. which I, I think is great. Um, and then, you know, you can color it in with the, you know, quote unquote normal colors, or you can choose to just do whatever the fuck color you pick or come up with and <laughs> make something cool. And I'm actually surprised that I have not gotten into coloring books uh, as an adult, but I, it's really something I feel like I would really enjoy. Um so you're, you're giving me some inspiration to, to There's jump so into that world. There's so many for you to choose from. you got to find one. My friend yeah. has one. It is, I don't think it's by Disney, obviously, mm. but it's like a Disney scary movie horror. So it's like, there's like Chucky, the doll is like murdering Woody from Toy Story. Oh. <laughs> and then there's like, I think Jaws is eating the fish from Finding Nemo. And like, okay. it's really gory, like blood and guts and stuff. It's terrifying but super cool to color (laughs) this is brilliant and i think i need to find this oh i think there might be a bunch of them actually all right i i'm i'm gonna have to look into that oh there's a tim burton coloring book all right 
<laughs> yeah, that's going to be a thing. Nice. Awesome. Um, uh. Yeah, we have some coloring pencils. I don't know if we, how many we have, but yeah, that is going to be a thing in my future, I think. I think you should. And there it's... may or may not be cannabis involved. <laughs> Either way, it's relaxing. It's proven to be relaxing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I just tend to be like, all right, well, I'm either going to work on like podcast stuff or mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a TV show or a movie. Um, and then the coloring just, I just sort of forget about it. I don't know. I need be, to do more I, stuff like that. You should. Everybody should. I feel like because we're adults, like, oh, yeah. I can't color anymore because I'm, I'm an adult. I don't, I don't do that. It's like, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's actually good for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's therapeutic. It's meditative. Hell yeah. Well, you know, speaking of creativity, uh, you've mentioned lots of creative things that you do. So just in general, how do you think cannabis affects your creativity? Honestly, sometimes I think it hinders it. I think it makes it worse. Hmm. How so? I think that when I get focused on something... I think I get like the horse blinders on. And when you put your when you put those blinders on, you you put yourself in a box and it I can't be more creative than I'm already have allowed myself to be within that box already. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I feel like once I'm high and I get that focus, like really intense focus, I can't come up with anything new. I can elaborate the shit out of what I already have in front of me, but I can't come up with anything new and that kind of sucks for me because like if i'm gonna you gotta keep coming up with new shit i also think that you know the balance of it with creativity is for me is there can be times that i get high and i do get creative and i come up with shit but i don't think mm, i don't know cannabis is not a thing i turn to when i'm like i need an idea that's not (laughs) not for me at least no well so there's a couple of things on that i think one is you know, when you are elaborating on a thing that already exists, that is definitely, I think, a form of creativity. I agree. I guess you're right. Maybe it like it um, it specifies what kind of creativity I'm going to have. <laughs> right. Well, and then the other thing is, um, are there times when you get high and maybe uh, maybe you're not specifically doing something creative like writing or music or something, but do you do you get um idea sparks when you're just you know doing normal day-to-day stuff yes Mm. yes that kind of stuff happens kind of throughout the day whether i'm high or whether i'm not Uh uh-huh um i think the i think the point is like i can't make a conscious decision to use cannabis to be creative right maybe it can help enhance the creativity that's happening but it's not what creates the spark. The spark has to be there beforehand, you know? Yeah, yeah. And obviously everybody's different. So I think, yeah. you know, for certain people like you, it, it maybe feels a little forced or, or doesn't work if you're trying to force it. Yeah. Which makes sense, I think. You know, you sort of, I've heard people say uh, in my various interviews that you just sort of have to let the cannabis do what it's going to mm-hmm. tell you to do. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that people have said that. But yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are going to end this episode here uh, in part two, which will be next week and will be the last episode of season two. Who knows how long that break will last. Uh, but in the next episode, we are going to start off talking about her music experience, playing music, being in a band, all that fun stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and, and of course, we talk about lots of other things. There's 
there's a whole other half of this uh, interview that will be in the next episode. So that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you are enjoying this podcast. I hope that you go tell the people, let's stir up a whole bunch of interest while this podcast is on hiatus, uh, which is coming up real soon. Um, And uh, I'm starting to think about, you know, who do I want to interview for the next one? And I'm going to start, you know, sending emails out. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking I may want to talk to people about a specific thing. You know, why do they uh, imbibe with the cannabis? Um, I don't know. Still sort of trying to figure that out. I'm not necessarily going to stick to that strictly, but it's a thought that I'm having. All right, let's end this here. Until next time, this is Spencer and somebody else talking about what it's like to be high.